Worship, let, let's bow down in prayer. I'll open us up. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this night, of, uh, just night that you've given us to gather, to remember you. Lord, we're so thankful that, that you've given us um, these songs. Um, you've given us your spirit and your presence. You've given us the promise that when two or more are gathered in your name, Lord, you say you'll be there also. So, Lord, we claim that promise tonight. And we ask you, God, that as we come to you, as we approach the throne of grace with confidence, that, Lord, that you will provide and you will just release your spirit and your love to us. Help us to get to know you better tonight. And, Lord, we acknowledge that you are here with us. So be glorified as we sing these songs together. In your name we pray. Amen. Let's all stand together. You give life. You give life. You are love. You bring love to the darkness. You give hope. You restore every heart that is broken. Great are you, Lord. It's your breath. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise, pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise to you only. Sing that again. You give life. You give life, you are love, you bring light to the darkness, you give hope, you restore every heart that is broken. Great are you, great are you. Sing it together. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise, pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise, pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs, in our lungs. So we pour, so we pour out our praise. Pour out your praise, it's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise to you only. All the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry, these bones will sing. Great are you, Lord.
your praise. Our hearts will cry, these bones will sing. Great, great are you, Lord. Let's do that again. All the earth, all the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry, these bones will sing. Great are you, Lord. It's your breath, it's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. Pour out your praise, it's your breath in our lungs. So we pour, so we pour out your praise. Pour out your praise, it's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. Pour out our praise, it's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise to you only. Before we continue to sing, uh, let's set up a time of greeting. If you're new, if you see new faces, let's go and shake their hands. I encourage you to at least say hello to three other people around you. Give thanks, give thanks to the Lord, our God and King. His love endures forever, for He is good, He is above all things. His love endures forever, sing praise, sing praise. With a mighty hand, with a mighty hand. And outstretched arm, his love endures forever. For the life that's been reborn, his love endures forever. Sing praise, sing praise, sing praise, sing praise, sing praise forever. Forever God is faithful, forever God is strong, forever God is with us, forever, forever. From the rising to the setting sun, sing it. From the rising to the setting sun. His love endures forever. By the grace of God, we will carry on. 
His love endures forever. Sing, sing praise. Sing praise. Sing praise. Sing, sing praise. Yeah, forever God is faithful. Forever God is strong. Forever God is with us. Forever. Forever. Forever God is faithful. Forever God is strong. Forever God is with us. Forever. People of God, let's all sing His love endures. His love endures forever. Lift it up. His love endures forever. Yes, it does. His love endures forever. Declare it. His love endures forever. Sing praise. Sing praise. Sing praise, oh, sing praise, sing praise, yeah, forever God is faithful, forever God is strong, forever God is with us, forever, forever you are faithful. Forever you are faithful, forever you are strong, forever you are with us, forever, forever. Amen. I was buried beneath my shame Who could carry that kind of weight? It was my tomb Till I met you I was breathing but not alive All my failures, all my failures I tried to hide It was my tomb Till I met you You called my name And I ran out of that grave Out of the darkness Into your glorious day You called my name And I ran out of that grave Out of the darkness Into your glorious day Now your mercy has saved Now your mercy has saved My soul 
Now your freedom, now your freedom is all that I know. The old, the old may new. Jesus, when I met you, you called my name, and I ran out of that grave. Out of the darkness into your glorious day, you called my name, and I ran out of that grave. Out of the darkness into your glorious day. So sing, I needed rescue. I needed rescue. My sin was heavy, but chains break at the weight of Your glory. I needed shelter. I was an orphan. Now You call me a citizen of heaven. When I was broken, You are my healing. Now Your love is the air that I'm breathing. I have a future. My eyes are open. When you call my name, and I ran out of that grave, out of the darkness into your glorious day. You call my name, and I ran out of that grave, out of the darkness. Into your glorious day. Pray with me. Lord Jesus, we thank you for saving us. Lord, we thank you that you are not just an idea or an ideology. Lord, you're more than just A destination. You're more than a place. You're a person. You're a living God who died for us, who saved us. Lord, we seek you only tonight, God. Turn our hearts and our ears to you, Lord. And in this time of just worship and just praise and prayer. Help us to hear your sweet, still voice. Remind us, God, that it's your kindness that leads us to to our knees, to repentance. Right now, Lord, we just lift up. We lay down at your feet our sins and our shortcomings from this week, Lord. Let's just do that right now. Let's just pray. Just lay down before Him. Confess to Him. If there are sins that are unconfessed, if there are sins that are just uh, gnawing at you or bothering you, let's just leave. Just leave that at His feet right now. Let's just ask the Lord to just come and bring His forgiveness. Let's do that right now.
you grant my soul? Where will you go when wells run dry? When the wind starts to blow, how you gonna keep this flame alive? In the fading light when night is breaking, I know you will always be waiting. You'll always be there Running to the secret place Where you are, where you are Sing to you of all the ways Store my heart, store my heart Better is a moment that I spend with you Than a million other days away I'm running I'm running, I'm running to the secret place. No, no. You are, you are my only hope. You are the rock on which I stand You will not let me go I know that I'm safe inside your head In the fading light when night is breaking I know you will always be waiting You'll always be there I'm running to the secret place Where you are, where you are I sing to you of all the ways Stole my heart, stole my heart Better is one day Better is a moment that I spend with you Than a million other days away I'm running, I'm running, I'm running to the secret place. Hands are lifted high, hearts awake to life. We are satisfied here with you, here with you. Chains will hit the ground. Broken lives restored Couldn't ask for more Here with you, here with you Hands are lifted high Hearts away to life We are satisfied Here with you, here with you Chains, chains will hit the ground Broken lives restored We couldn't ask for more Here with you, here with you Run into the secret place Where you are, where you are Sing to you of all the ways Stole my heart, stole my heart Better is a moment that I spend with you Than a million other days away I'm running, I'm running 
I'm running to the secret place. I'm running, I'm running, I'm running to the secret place. song we could ever sing worthy of all the praise we could ever bring worthy of every breath we could ever breathe we live for you Jesus, a name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever save. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. Oh, we live for you. none beside you open up my eyes in wonder show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me worthy of every breath Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of every praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. We live for you, Jesus. Jesus, a name above every other name. Yes. Jesus, the only one who could ever say. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. Oh, we live for you. Holy, there is no one like you there is none beside you open up my eyes in wonder show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me Will build. 
Jesus, we confess that you are worthy of our trust, that you are worthy of our lives, and in you and you alone, we place our lives and our trust and our hopes in you, for you are a God who died for us, but you are a living God who rules and reigns in this world, and in you, Lord, we indeed place our trust and our hope. Thank you, Lord, for making us your own. And Lord, as we are about to have a time of sharing and to further listen to what you are doing in um, one of our sisters' lives, Lord, just open up our hearts. Give us ears and eyes to just see and hear and understand all the work that you're doing uh, through us, Lord. We thank you, Lord. And all God's people said, amen. You could all take your seats. Sorry, I don't really know where to put the mic. <laughs> is that a, 
Okay. <laughs> Hello. <clears throat> Hi, it's good to see all of you. Um, so I am grateful to Yuna for asking me to share my testimony. And I told her, actually, when she first asked me, I was like, I shared last year or something. I think it was last year. But that testimony was about, like, moving to New Jersey. <clears throat> so for this testimony today, uh, I think I know all of you, but my name's Akemi. I'm Danny's wife, and our kids, Isaiah and Mike, are over there. Um, so today I wanted to share about, uh, well, in June... 2017, two weeks after Danny's mom was diagnosed with colon cancer, um, my dad was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. So it's kind of crazy because we were in California at the time. When I was at my parents' house in Northern California, I got an email from Danny's mom saying that she was diagnosed, and I was like, what? What is going on? And then I went down to Southern California to visit Danny's parents, and then I got a phone call from my mom. I was like, this is crazy. So then my dad was diagnosed. So it's like the same month both of our parents were diagnosed. Danny's mom's doing great. <laughs> um, so, um, um, <clears throat> today I'm going to be sharing about um, my dad and um, I think just some things about seeing eternity through the lens of grief. And I guess just to start off, I just wanted to thank many of you. Um, he passed away almost a year and a half ago, but I'm just thankful to this church family for really being there. So I'm grateful that many of you had the opportunity to meet him. He and my mom used to come visit every October. So we moved here in August 2015, so they came out three times, which was great. So I know that some of you got to see his sarcasm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I was... I knew that I wanted to talk about this, and I knew it wouldn't be easy, but um, I was like, God, what, is, what are some things you want me to share tonight? So some of the things, as you know, Danny's a pastor, so when he gives messages, he always does like the three points. So then today when I was, I mean, I've been working on it for a little bit, but today when I was working on it, I was like, maybe I should just do that too to help me focus. So I wanted to share just three things, three ways God has taught me about um, loving others through um, my dad's life and also through like his passing from this life to the next. So the first one is love for those who do not yet know Jesus. Um, just to give a little background on my dad, he um, loved the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> he could connect with like the most random people like at Oakland A's games, he would talk to someone in front of him and say, hey, do you want some stale peanuts? And he was like super frugal and like, I don't know. He was one of a kind. He was not your typical Japanese-American man. He was very like, uh, yeah, he just was the opposite of that. <laughs> um, if you had a chance to meet him, you would understand why. <laughs> but so my dad was diagnosed in June and then I think maybe about a month later, he, um, well, I actually went back and I found <clears throat> this thing that he had written. So Danny had him share, actually, it was October of 2017. My dad passed in December of 2017. So at youth group, Danny had asked, like, my dad, oh, can I just straighten out some facts with you about um, you sharing the gospel with people? So this was at dinner on a Friday night. It was youth group here, and it was at 8, started at 8, so it was probably like 6 or 6.30. We live very close. 
And so then um, my dad said, oh, do you just want me to come and share, Danny? And then um, I was like, oh, I was thinking the same thing. So my dad used to serve on the school board, so he's very comfortable with, like, public speaking and all of that. So he, like, came last minute, and he shared, I think some of you heard, um, who have youth families or youth people and youth, kids in the youth group. So um, Danny had written a Wednesday word about it, like, back in October, so I I found that. So I just wanted to read this because it kind of like helps summarize things more. So this is partially from, mostly from Danny's Wednesday word that was clarified through my dad's email at this time. In June 2017, uh, my dad was diagnosed with mantle cell non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. He was at intermediate risk and his median life expectancy was just under five years. My dad thought he would live at least as long as his older brothers, who were in their mid-80s, um, my dad came from a family of six boys. He was the fifth of six. But he was at peace if he entered heaven earlier than expected. With this news, a number of his friends had a sense of urgency to meet him and spend time with him. A friend called and asked how my dad was doing. The friend shared that he felt bad for him, badly for him, but my dad said he was at peace. His friend was surprised that my dad was at peace, and God gave my dad an opportunity to share about the certainty of going to heaven in a few verses. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Ephesians 2.8 and 9, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works that no one can boast. And John 14.6. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Um, My dad invited his friend to receive Jesus to be the Lord of his life. With the prompting of the Holy Spirit, this friend opened his heart and received Jesus. My parents' next-door neighbor was also facing cancer and had about a year life expectancy. Um, He and his wife were both having a difficult time with that news. My dad shared that he had cancer too but was at peace. Again, he shared his hope in Jesus Christ, walked them through the same Bible verses, and they too opened their hearts to Christ. My dad shared if one person came to Christ through his cancer, it was definitely worth it. Prior to cancer, he had led very few people to Christ. From July to October, he had shared the gospel with 28 people, and 12 people had accepted Jesus by the Holy Spirit's prompting. I think he might have led like one more after that. Even though my dad was not doing full-time ministry, he had a newfound sense of urgency to share Jesus. So one thing that was funny, um, Danny's dad is a pastor, uh, and I'm not sure if the youth had gotten confused about that, but after my dad shared, Danny came back home and he said, oh, they thought that, um, that my dad was a pastor, and my mom and I just laughed, like, he's not a pastor, <laughs> uh, like, just personality-wise, <laughs> not really like a pastor. Um, but it was really a blessing in disguise, so... Ultimately, we don't, the cancer did not take his life. Um, he was, it was his last day of chemo treatment. Um, he had six rounds, and it was the very last day. He was even joking around with the nurses, saying, like, bye, I'm not going to see you anymore. Um, and he got to know them. Um, and then he was supposed to do radiation the following month. And, um, but the, even though cancer ultimately didn't take his life, that's what gave him that sense of urgency to share the gospel, which was really, I mean, he was still himself, but it was, instead of talking about sports or relating on other things, he was able to share about Jesus. Um, So that's an encouragement for me, too, or a challenge, too, to share about others. 
share about Jesus to others. Uh, the second thing that I learned, well, second thing is love for family and friends through reconciliation. Um, I have two older brothers, and so it was three months before my dad's passing in September of 2017. He initiated this father-son retreat. He had invited Danny. Danny wasn't able to make it, but it worked out because, um, yeah, they were just able to talk about a lot of things. So my dad was very much um, into biblical counseling towards the end of his life, and I was taking classes to get certification or training. So there's this book called The Peacemaker that he wanted to read with them. Uh, he was also a procrastinator, so I don't think it arrived in time. So they didn't really get to read too much of it. But it was their first ever father-son retreat. And I think it was like one night um, at my uncle's, my uncle's like cabin or something. But yeah, my brothers had said it was like a good time. And they were able to kind of like figure out some things with each other as well as my brothers were able to kind of reconcile, I think, about things with their families too, or like issues they had with each other's families. So that was, yeah, that was really amazing how God did that. Um, And then after my dad's passing, uh, I feel like I'm letting out some of my like areas of shame, but I I hold on to a lot of resentment. I can, Um, and by God's grace, so the church that I grew up at is a Japanese-American church. The, um, the pastor, I've known him since I was a baby. He like taught me for Sunday school, I think. His wife was my piano teacher, so we have a long history. And he was the one who was leading my dad's memorial service. And um, I had hurt, been hurt by something that had happened like almost 10 years prior. And I was like... Fine, because I didn't see him often. I would see him like once or twice a year when I'd go back to visit. Um, I mean, it was, we were fine, cordial. I call him uncle. He's like a church uncle. And, uh, but through planning that memorial service, I was so angry. Like, I was, (laughs) there's one time, my poor mom, (laughs) there's one time I got an email, I kind of misread what he meant, and then I was just, was yelling, like, not at her, but yelling, and she was sitting there, and I said, can you please call him right now? (laughs) And so she quit. And those of you who met my mom, she's like the opposite of my dad. (laughs) She's very, very sweet. So she just quietly went upstairs, called him, and said, okay, he said that's fine. But um, I realized, like, oh, I still have a lot of, like, anger towards him, even after all this time. Um, so the following month after my dad's memorial service, I was like, can we meet together, like with you and your wife and who I'm also close to? So we met together and I shared with him, like, you know, asking for forgiveness. Like I've been holding this resentment against you for a long time. And then he actually shared some things too, which was really helpful about ways that he was hurt. So things were better. And actually for, um, um, for him too, he was diagnosed with um, multiple myeloma I think like a couple months ago and he's yeah so I think like it's really amazing how God works because the reason why I reconciled with him was not only because I was so angry but I thought what if what if like he dies or something like this pastor dies and then I never get a chance to reconcile with him and I hold on to that regret and I mean you know we never know 
when God's going to take us, but I just, I don't know, in light of his recent um, condition, I just feel like, I guess grateful to God that we're able to reconcile last year, or earlier, or yeah, last year in January. Um, and I think that was like, in part to like my dad, and also of course to God. Um, the third point is um, growing in love for those who are grieving and receiving comfort to comfort others. Um, it's so interesting, I think, when we go through any difficulty in life, um, you're able to like bond with those people in a different way who've gone through something similar. So even some people from this church, like I've learned about their parents passing or I've learned about um, even their siblings passing. And I remember um, like Helen Shim, she one time asked me, how are you doing at, during this fellowship time? I was like, I'm good or busy or something, tired. And then she said, no, how are you doing? And I was like, oh, I think she's talking about like because my dad passed away. So I was like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm doing okay, or I don't remember what I said, but I realized, and then I asked her, like, about her parents, and I think, I think her, um, her dad had passed away, I'm not sure how long ago, so just things like that, like, you don't really talk about this stuff with a lot of people, but when you go through it yourself, you're kind of bonded together through grief. Um, so prior to uh, my dad passing, I hadn't really experienced grief. Like, my grandfather had passed away, but that was when I was in elementary school and we had a language barrier. We just, yes, I hadn't really experienced it too much. And my uh, way to, well, the way that I dealt with, not dealt with, but interacted with someone who lost someone was I just didn't say anything. Like, it's better if I don't talk about the person who passed. I don't want it to be awkward. I don't know what to say. Will I make them sad if I, you know, bring up that person's name? Um, and I just left it. And then when my dad passed, I was like, well, these people are reaching out to us. And my mom just felt so much love and support. And I think both of my brothers um, and I, we all felt a lot of support from just so many people. And even people we had kind of lost touch with, they, um, you know, sent cards or did different things. And I felt like, Looking back, and even now too, in my pride, I was more concerned about my own awkwardness or not being sure what to say versus actually like reaching out to that person in love. And um, yeah, one example of that, I, it was interesting, one of my brothers and I had the same sentiment towards a friend, the same friend that we had, and her mother had passed years before, and my brother and I did not go to her mom's memorial service, and we felt guilty about that after her dad passed. We felt like we should have been there for her. Why were we not there? Was it because we lost touch? So she and her husband came over a few days after my dad passed, and I just asked her for forgiveness. And like, I'm so sorry I wasn't at your mom's memorial service. I didn't, because I'm pretty sure I wasn't busy that day. But for whatever reason, I didn't feel like I needed to go. And she was like, Akemi, don't even worry about it. Like, you know, you'll see at your dad's memorial service, it just kind of goes by, and it's kind of a blur but um, so she was very gracious and forgiving. But I, even now, I thought, oh, I'm going to be so much better. I guess again in pride, <laughs> I'm going to be so much better at comforting others. But then when people have lost a loved one or you know have suffered a loss, I still find myself like, oh, I don't know what to say. Is it too soon to reach out to them? And then I don't do anything, which is like 
I mean, I think about them and pray for them, but I feel like I should be doing more. So that's still an area that I'm growing in. Um, So through the months leading up to my dad's passing, like the half year or so before, um, up until even after, there were just a lot of blessings and ways that I could see God moving. For example, um, my one of my brothers initiated a like planning meeting to talk about my parents' finances. So that happened in mid-June when I was back. So it was my brothers, um, my mom, my dad, and me. And then... Um, we were able to just talk about, like, Dad, what are your passwords for all these financial things? Because uh, he would take care of the finances. And then two weeks, a week or two later, that's when he got his diagnosis. So that helped a lot, because that would have been really hard with my mom not knowing any of those things. Um, I think, too, just learning about my, uh, my own faith in light of grieving. Before, I felt like it's, it's unspiritual to feel sad, because if you believe that person's in heaven, you shouldn't. Um, Bill said. Uh, but <laughs> I've learned that it's okay to feel sad. Um, I think in a lot of ways I kind of have felt like I don't grieve enough, whatever that may mean. Because um, I don't think about my dad every day, but that wasn't like the relationship that we had. We didn't talk every day. Um, and just reading some books about, Christian books about like, what does that mean for our faith? Um, My mom's strength, or strength, (laughs) my mom's faith has been strengthened through my dad's passing. Um, She's been a strong believer, but you never know what what would happen with um, someone when their spouse passes away. So I'm very grateful for her community, her church, and just even her neighbors, and my brothers living close by, and her sister, and my grandma being close by too. And um, just going back to the reconciliation, um, I think that father-son retreat kind of jump-started reconciliation with my brothers, too. I used to be closer to them, but we were all married and have our own families, so we've gotten busy and just are not super close. But um, a few days after my dad passed, we just stayed up really late talking (laughs) about, like our relationships with each other, and um, I know every family dynamic's different, but I think my family, we, if there's a conflict, we just kind of push it under the rug, and one of my sisters-in-law, she even had said to my brother or to her friends, like, one of my brother's name's Jared, Jared's family has no trauma, and she was, like, comparing to her family, which has more, and then my dad passed, and she was like, oh, Jared's family does have issues. <laughs> so it's like we just stuff it under this rug, and then my dad passed, and it was like this rug was kind of lifted. And we haven't, I mean, there's still things that, I don't know, may take a long time or may or may never get like resolved completely. But I did get a lot closer to my brothers and my sister, one of my sisters-in-law, through that time to have like talks together. Um, and even with Isaiah and Micah, um, like they would, oh, Jichan means grandpa in Japanese. So they would ask like, where's Jichan? And then I would tell them, you know, he's in heaven with Jesus. And one time, um, we were at my parents' house or my mom's house and Isaiah, this is probably the month after Isaiah saw my dad's phone and he said, we have to take this to Jichan. We have to drive the car 
and take it to him. And I was like, we can't, we can't drive to heaven. But then he was just like, but this is his. Like, we have to take it to him. And then even the other day this week, Micah... I don't know why he was doing this. He doesn't usually do this, but he had his pajama pants that he wasn't he hadn't put on yet, and he like wrapped it around his neck. And I said, "Micah, stop! I'm afraid you're gonna like hurt yourself and die." Like being a little dramatic. And then um, Isaiah looks at Micah, and he's like, "Then you can see Jesus and Jichan." And I was like, "Do you believe in Jesus?" <laughs> but I don't know. Even things like that, like they're four and five, and I don't know how much they know, but um, I feel like this. Um, knowledge of heaven is kind of planted in their minds a little bit now through my dad's passing. Um, one of my friends, I don't know how this came up, and I actually talked about this book with Susan, but it's this children's book called What is Heaven Like that I had received as a gift from my uh, one of my friends for Isaiah and Micah. She bought that for her daughter, and then her daughter like accepted Jesus from reading that book. And I'm like, this is amazing. You know, my dad's passing, and got this book, shared this book with someone else. Her five-year-old daughter became a believer. Um, yeah, and yeah, God is just amazing. Um, and I think, too, just one way that I've received a lot of love from people is, for example, when Father's Day um, happened last year. I got some texts from friends who had said, like, hey, thinking about you, I know, you know, with your dad not being around. And a lot of the people who texted me were those who have gone through loss themselves. Um, so it's like even for them to think about me when it's not like directly affecting them was, was really amazing. And um, I just felt a lot of love from that. So um, one of the verses I wanted to share is 2 Corinthians 1 3 through 4. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our afflictions so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Um, And last Wednesday, our Women's FG um, followed the lead of the Men's FG and went to the Princeton University Chapel. And I saw this on one of the stones, engraved on one of the stones. And it's funny because I had read it earlier that day too. So I felt like maybe it's double confirmation from God. And that's Revelation 21.4. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. So um, there are just a few things that I would like to challenge or encourage you with. Um, Yeah, I think for whatever reason, I feel like, oh, tomorrow's guaranteed. Tomorrow will always happen, or I'll make plans. Tomorrow this, tomorrow that. But then that's like not true, (laughs) because it says very clearly in the Bible um, that that is not true. And so one challenge is just to live how God is calling us and desiring for us to live, whatever that may mean for you, whether it's like living courageously, um, living patiently. Danny gave this message a long time ago, like, and I think he also gave it this past week at his large group for the college ministry, but God's timing is not our own, or like God's timing in our eyes might feel late than what we would want. Um, maybe God is calling us to live slowly, to slow down and to be more fully present um, or to reconcile with someone, whether it's a family member, a friend, coworker, classmate, um, loving beyond our natural ways, 
possibly sharing the gospel, not like the full-on gospel per se, but even just what's something you did this weekend and then sharing about, oh, at church this weekend, you know, Pastor David talked about this or something, just speaking truth into their lives out of love um, and then taking a step of faith no matter how big or small. And I think... um, for me, it's really easy to just focus on the here and now, to be excited about different things that are going on in this life, and to kind of lose sight of heaven, which is not a good thing to do. And so, um, even for myself, I think something that I want to process with God more is, am I more excited and anticipating the day I will see Jesus, or am I more excited for life here and now? Um, one of the things that the book asked, one of the books about grief asked was, um, are you more excited about seeing your loved one who passed or about seeing Jesus? Um, so that was convicting too. And um, yeah, so the part about just seeing Jesus, it kind of reminds me, on Facebook I've seen a lot of like my friends have had their first child and it, it makes me think like, wow, they're new parents. They have no idea how tired they're going to be. But um, they have been eagerly and excitedly like awaiting this anticipation of their baby. And for some of them, it has been years of waiting for others. Um, yeah, and I, I was just thinking about that and how excited they are to see this child of theirs face-to-face. And like, is that something that I'm excited to see? Not my children face-to-face, but God face-to-face. Um, so at my dad's memorial service, there was a song that we did. It's by a group called Enfield. <laughs> it's funny because our friend's visiting from Berkeley, like... He just happened to be here. He didn't come for my sharing. But um, we sang this song a long time ago at like a step up to the mic, like talent show night. This is like years ago. And then we sang it at my dad's memorial service. And um, I just thought it was funny because I'm like, I don't know if you heard it, Andrew, but I think it'd be funny if you're like, they're still singing this song. (laughs) Like, They're still on the song. Um, But I really like it. So the reason why I would like for Danny and I to sing the song for you is just to think about um, seeing Jesus face to face when our faith becomes sight. And um, I, I think it just kind of puts a different spin on it instead of like, oh, we're so sad that we've lost someone, which is totally fine to be sad when someone passes even when they go to heaven. But it's this idea of when we see our faith become sight and we see Jesus face to face. Yeah, so I hope that's uh, something that we can all be excited for. And um, I think Danny's going to bring up his guitar (laughs) soon. So thank you for letting me share. um, And thank you again just for your love for my family. You know, even though many of you haven't met, like, my entire family, my brothers and their families, we just really feel a lot of love from all of you, so... Maybe I'll just pray really fast. (laughs) Um, Dear God, we just thank you for your love. Thank you for um, the life that you have given to us here and the life that is to come um, in heaven and in eternity with you. Um, We thank you for um, my dad's life and just, even though he wasn't perfect and there were a lot of, yeah, flaws about him, I know that you used him in really great ways for your kingdom and for your purposes. Thank you for the ways that he um, has encouraged me, and um, uh, yeah, I pray that um, you would continue to use 
even um, the life that he did live to lead people to Christ, even though he's passed. So thank you, God, for who you are. Thank you that we can um, look forward to seeing you one day. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.